Thank you so much for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast. I'm excited because I'm back in the studio. You can probably hear the sound quality is a lot better than it's been in recent podcasts. Back in the studio, and what a time to be alive. I'm so excited about this broadcast because there's so much to cover. And you know what else I'm excited about? The fact that we've been laying and putting together this, this framework and this infrastructure to have you know the podcast network, to have the uh, ability to, to have these broadcasts so that people can be informed. And it really is a remnant network. It's I mean, the name Remnant News couldn't be a better name because it's a remnant a connection point and now here we are in a in a what the world defines as a crisis i see as an opportunity and i'm going to talk a little bit more about that but there's so much going on we're going to go through the news headlines and i'm going to answer some questions that i think some people have i've been getting more communication let me tell you this i, I was a pastor in los angeles for 16 years been in the ministry for about 20 years uh, I have never had so much communication, so many emails, so many people reaching out from all around the country, all around the world, than in this last period, in this last couple of weeks, but especially in this last week. I mean, it has been like bananas. <laughs> That's the only word I can use to describe it. And I'm trying to get back to everybody, but please forgive me if I haven't got back to you. I, I, I make that a priority, but I also have to make my family a priority. I've got to make sure I give them the time that they deserve. That's super important. I think you can understand that. So let's get through these headlines today. So we are in an unprecedented time, as you guys know. Of course, I don't need to tell you, you've probably by now gone to the stores and seen uh, you know, how people are making a run on the grocery stores. At first, it was the toilet paper and the uh, you know, Purell and hand gel and hand sanitizer. And then it went to the canned goods and meats, and, and now it's just pretty much the whole store. Uh, you know, Anything that's edible seems to be uh, going quickly, and there was lines. Today, it really started on Friday. Uh, Saturday is today. It's 3-14-2020, and today the lines were pretty intense all around the nation. Uh, we heard about hot pockets, you know, hot spots this week uh, where places were seeing this, but now it's nationwide, it's worldwide. I was talking to some people from Italy and they were telling me what's going on over there. It's like apocalyptic. I mean, you know, here in the United States, we don't realize what's going on in some other places in the world, but in, in parts of Italy, it's absolutely insane right now. And uh, people are asking me, Todd, is this the end of days? I mean, you know, you've been talking about this for a while. Are we here? You know, and, and I can definitely see uh, why many people would say that. And, you know, I, I will say this. I think we've gone into a new uh, level uh, where, where the hour has indeed gotten later. And I think that we're seeing that right now. And I think that's what we're experiencing. And so anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear with discernment and wisdom, uh, you know, that you're observing and you're seeing what's going on, it's true. The Bible has really come coming to life before our eyes right now, especially for us that have been in prayer and know that this was coming for a long time. So yes, I do think the hour is late. I think Jesus could come at any moment. Uh, you know, personally, my theology that many people know is is that I believe that we will experience the tribulation here on earth. I don't think we're going to be raptured, but I will tell you, I have some amazing people that I deeply respect and that are you know best friends, and they they do believe that we're going to be raptured and that we're not going to be in the tribulation. And I always tell those people, look, you know, when I went to Bible school, there was three different 
uh, ways people look at the rapture. They have the pre-trib people, which are the people that believe in the rapture. There's the mid-trib people, which believe we'll go through some of the tribulation and then we'll be raptured. And then there's the post-trib, which is what I am, where we feel like the saints of God will be here and, uh, you know, that we're already kind of in the birth pangs period. So, I always tell people that are pre-trib, I say, I hope you're right, because if you're right, then that's better for me. I'd much rather be caught up and got, get out of here. Um, but that's one of those areas in Christendom and Christianity where, uh, you know, there's there's some theological differences. And, uh, and when I was in Bible school, they said, you got to determine what your theology is in that area and pray and seek the Lord and, and ask him to give you wisdom. But truthfully, what the Bible says is none of us know the time or the place. And that's the truth. So we really don't know. Only uh, the one who sits on the throne knows the one that's holy enough to open the seal but when we look at the news and we see the things that are going on in our world it sure certainly does make sense that we could be in a very late hour and that jesus could come back at any moment so we better have our house in order we better be ready and we better be right for the lord and this is a great opportunity to witness to people it's a great opportunity to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered because we have the answer we have the hope uh the hope of glory his name is jesus christ and he is the same yesterday today and forever he never forsakes us he never leaves us and if we know our identity in him we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay um and so that's why I can have joy and peace in the midst of this calamity. And so uh, I hope that you have that peace too. And if you if you don't, I would love to pray with you and I would love to pray for you. So uh, feel free to reach out to me and I would love to hear from you. And uh, you can reach out at Todd at remnantmarketingrmntmarketing.com. I'd be happy to pray with you. So let's get into the headlines today. Uh, there's a lot going on. And uh, as you guys know, the world is going crazy. I talked about what's happening in the supermarkets. Um, I really believe some things are coming. And uh, I will give you some, some information today that I think is critical for you to know. And uh, this is information that not everybody knows, but things that I've heard from various sources. And when I uh, you know, refer to sources, they're credible people, people that I trust, people that I know are you know, actually police officers or actually in the field or actually in the military. And so when they say something, I listen because they're people that I have developed uh, relationships and friendships with over the years. And so I don't just hear something and then just say it like, uh, you know, some of the fake news does where they just say a source told me and it's like a fake source and there's really nothing there. And they make up these fake articles. Yes, they actually do that, by the way. No, these people, if I'm saying we have a source, it's because we've heard something. So here's, here's what I've heard. And, and I want to just tell everybody that's listening to the Remnant Godcast this information because I think it's important. Uh, we talked about having this remnant network. Here we are, right? Here we are. So uh, and somebody from the Los Angeles Police Department uh, who is in the department reached out to me about two days ago. And they said uh, that basically the uh, LAPD has had some internal memos that have been going around. And the memos are basically calling for high-ranking officers and uh, people uh, that would be required in a mobilization situation uh, to refrain from taking leave or taking sick time, uh, not sick time really, but taking um, vacation time. Uh, I guess if you're sick, they'll let you stay home, right? Because that's pretty important. But uh, if, you, if you had a vacation plan, they're saying, can you postpone the vacation? We're going to need all hands on deck. And they're calling it full mobilization. Now, that could be something that's just a precautionary measure, considering what we're seeing going on in our world right now. And of course, that would make sense in the second biggest city in the United States to have that in place. But what I think it is, is preparation for a next stage. And 
One of the things that we heard in the press conference today uh, with Vice President Pence and the Coronavirus Task Force is they talked about banning some domestic flights or restricting some domestic flights. So what I think is going to happen is I think in the next few days, we're going to see a rollout of certain flights, uh, possibly flights from hot zone areas like Los Angeles and uh, parts of Washington, New York City. Uh, we're going to see some restrictions domestically, and I think that's because they're trying to slow the spread of the virus from these hot zone areas. So if you're in one of those areas, it's going to be similar to if you were just caught in Europe or you were in Israel or you were in one of these places where uh, the, the whole nation has been locked down or that the U.S. has implemented a travel ban from, uh, which is a temporary, by the way. Right now, I think they're 30 days. And so if you're in one of those places, they give you a grace period or a window to get back home. And then you go through a series of, uh, you go through airports that are designated as uh, airports to, to, to take you back into the United States or to take you back into wherever you're going to go. And they will test you there. They'll probably test your, uh, you know, take your temperature. Um, they'll probably ask some questions about where you've been. And then they might ask you, in fact, they probably will ask you to go into a 14-day self-quarantine. And so that's very important because if you uh, follow that steps, it will definitely slow uh, the transmission of the virus here in the United States. We have seen pretty low numbers here in the U.S. compared to other places in the world, but a good reason for that is because they haven't been uh, administering too many tests here. And I think, this is a theory, this is my own opinion, but I think that uh, the reason why they have done this here in the United States is because if they would have came out with staggering numbers of hundreds of thousands right away, there would have in fact been not only a run on the grocery stores, but probably a run on the banks. And the economy could have uh, been into a much uh, deeper dive and it could have crashed. And so they had to um, give us this, uh, almost like spoon feeding us this situation. And so I think that that is one of the reasons why they haven't released the, the bigger numbers yet. But see, here's where we are now. We are going to have those bigger numbers start to come out and they're probably going to be pretty pretty staggering numbers. Uh, I remember hearing the governor of Ohio, I think it was on Friday, say that he feels like in his state, uh, there's about 100,000 or more that are already infected with coronavirus. So that's more than the whole country. And if you take that and times it by 50, you're talking a really high, high number, um, you know, in, in the tune of, you know, possibly millions. So you got to think about it like that. So we've been spoon fed the situation and been given time to prepare. And uh, I think it's a, a season of grace here the last couple of days to go to the stores and to prepare, get some food, uh, you know, get enough to have for a month or two, get medications and essentials and, and stock your home. And I don't suggest hoarding. And I know a lot of people are getting really mad about that. But I do think it's wise because of the LAPD um, source that I have. They said that we should have uh, from two weeks to two months worth of food and supplies at the house. So what do they know? Why are they saying that? I've never heard that before. Have you? And I know a lot of people make fun of preppers, by the way. <laughs> My wife's actually kind of made fun of me. I'm not really a prepper, but I definitely think ahead and uh, like to think about all possible scenarios. And because I'm in the news so often and I know what's going on you know, in the world and whatnot, I think I have a little more awareness to how quick these types of situations develop. And so as a result, I think you tend to want to prep because you realize how fast something like this can develop. And that doesn't even include natural disasters. I mean, we just saw the tornado in Nashville. Look what happened 
happened to the people that were involved in the tornado. Their life was immediately changed. I know somebody personally. In fact, I know several people that their whole life has been turned upside down from that tornado. So, you know, it could be a natural disaster. It could be an earthquake. I lived in the Northridge earthquake, uh, you know, back in the 90s in Los Angeles and um, experienced that firsthand, lived through that. And anybody that lived through that knew that, you know, it was essential what we had you know, in the house, there was a couple of days there where we were without power. We were without, you know, uh, there was all kinds of, of, of services that were down um, because of what happened. And the same thing with the LA riots, you know, so I've been in some of these situations. If you were been in, in one of the blackouts in New York, you know, if you've been Puerto Rico, if you've been in, uh, you know, Hurricane Katrina, if you've been in some of the, the hurricanes in Florida and some of the other states in our nation, you know that, that situations can change quickly. What about the floods in, in Texas a few years ago? So anyways, if you've been through any of those situations, you know what it's like and you know how quick society can break down. Uh, first responders can be inundated and, and, and just be totally overwhelmed. And that's why I fight uh, for our right to bear arms, because I know that when there's a breakdown of society, uh, it's very important to have protection at your home. And, and that's one of the reasons why we have the Second Amendment, also against a tyrannical government that could take over. So these are all just basic common sense things that the, f- the founding fathers of our nation thought of and put us you know, in, 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 a, in a situation where we were protected as a nation. And that's why people are still trying to come to the United States from all over the world. And I tell people, we're probably in one of the best, in fact, we are in the best place to be in this type of situation because the other countries in the world are not faring as well as we are. And you can see that. You, you definitely don't want to be in communist China. You can see what they did to their citizens. Um, you know, their basic rights are taken away. Uh, it's a communist country. And that's what some of the, you know, the people in the Democrat Party would like to make the United States and that's why it's so scary and that's why we have to educate our young people to let them know what communism is what socialism is and uh, if you look at Venezuela if you look at Cuba if you look at these countries that have practiced that very dangerous uh, you know government structure called communism or socialism people will tell you talk to somebody from the old Soviet Union and just ask them you know, what was it like? So talk to somebody that used to live in, in Eastern Germany or, you know, and they'll tell you. And that's why those people are not Bernie supporters. <laughs> that's why those people are usually not Democrats, okay? Because they know what that means. And so I hope that our nation wakes up. Uh, so let's let's talk back to the, about this coronavirus situation. So, you know, what's coming down the pike here? Okay, so I told you about the LAPD memo. Uh, then uh, I got a call from somebody in Houston. Houston Police Department had a similar memo. What a surprise. Uh, Then I got information that the New York Police Department also had a similar memo. So there's definitely a mobilization happening with the uh, police departments around the nation. They're preparing for something, full mobilization. And I believe what they're preparing for is a possible uh, light martial law situation. So I want to talk about this because I know there's a lot of people talking about martial law. And I know people are scared. And I know people are panicking. And I want to first assure you, don't panic and don't be afraid. Don't, don't let fear take over right now because fear is of the adversary. We know that. If you're listening to this show, you're listening to Remnant Godcast, you know, I'm hoping that you, you know, have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you don't, I, I pray that this would be a moment in your life where you would make that a priority and you'd, you'd take the time to invite Jesus in your heart to be your Lord and Savior because he's real. And I know he's real in my life. He's shown himself to be real so many times. There's not even a doubt or question in my mind. Uh, but, you know, as you look at these things going on in the world, I hope that you would understand the realness of Jesus and rely on him 
And so, um, you know, what do I think is going to happen? Yeah, I think there's going to be a light martial law that takes place in our country. I think it's inevitable. Um, I think there's a possibility that we could uh, maybe not go through that. Uh, maybe things slow down and, and there's like a miracle that takes place. We are praying as a nation tomorrow. It's a National Day of Prayer. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. I'm very excited that the president has called National Day of Prayer. I think that's a game changer. I think it's something that, that the Lord is going to respond to because he responds to the prayers of the righteous. And that's why he gave us the reprieve season in having Donald Trump as the president versus what could have been a wicked witch in the White House, literally, a baby-killing witch. And uh, she's still out there with the Jezebel spirit trying to take over our country uh, along with the deep state cabal, you know, and they're still trying to do it. And, and so um, anyway, it, it, I, I was just thinking this morning how thankful I am that it's President Trump that's in the White House versus the wicked witch of the West, Hillary Clinton. Uh, imagine if she was in the White House and we were going through the situation. I think it would be a much more scarier, dangerous place. So I don't think uh, it's going to be the type of martial law. And that's why I'm really careful to call it, you know, I'm, I'm careful about using that term martial law because I think people think about the movies and they see, you know, tanks going down the streets and, you know, a hostile military takeover. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I think it's going to be a, a almost like a friendly version of martial law where you know there will be some restrictions uh, they'll probably tell us to stay in our home for a certain amount of days it could be 14 days it could be a month um, i think it, it's going to be the amount of time until um you know they see uh, the virus is being contained and like i said it could be up to two months and that's why in those memos uh, i have heard time periods and uh, people have told me that that they're saying up to two months. So I, that's why I'm telling people have food and supplies and medicine for two months, just in case you have to be on lockdown. Now, I think that the first responders are going to be able to respond in cases where there's people that maybe didn't prepare and don't have food. Um, I think there's going to be situations where we're have to gonna you know we're going to have to be humane and uh, mobilize um, you know like the American Red Cross. Um, you know, the uh, Salvation Army, um, you know, maybe Samaritan's Purse, uh, humanitarian organizations that are going to have to be mobilized. And I think that first responders, nurses, doctors, um, you know, the essential personnel, government officials will be still moving about freely. I think it's going to be a restriction of the, the majority of the citizenry where most people uh, that go to a nine to five job, you know, most Americans are going to be asked to work from home, work remotely. Uh, you know, there's going to be a big disruption. I would hope that in this time period, like after 9-11, that there would be a suspending of the stock market so that the stock market doesn't crash. Uh, I think that would be wisdom. And uh, I know that they've said that they're not going to suspend the stock market. But uh, as the situation develops, there's we have to be agile. And so to me, I'm thinking, yes, there, there's, there's going to be some type of, of martial law. It's, it's not going to be the, the nefarious, evil version of martial law, but I think there's going to be, if you want to use the term loosely, I think we're going to be uh, restricted on our mobility, and I think that's going to cause everything to change for a couple of weeks, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so there isn't, like I said, there's a possibility that doesn't happen. Maybe they're going to just go after the hot spots. Maybe they're just going to go after certain cities and implement that. And maybe it never becomes a nationwide situation. But we've already seen many Western countries where it has become a situation and uh, they have locked down the entire country. So it's not unprecedented given the situation right now when we're looking at other Western countries and we're seeing it happen. 
and so um, the president did something pretty historic yesterday, and which shows me that at least they want to have the ability and power to do that, where he did declare a national emergency. And that gives him special powers uh, to suspend uh, a habeas corpus and to suspend certain things. And that really does change the game quite a bit. So anyways here we are <laughs> uh this looking dead in the in the face the possibility of martial law in the united states and there's basically i was listening to rodney howard brown today and i love him he's a friend of mine he's he's somebody who's on the same page he's somebody who uh, i trust he's somebody who i know is a powerful anointed man of god who knows the word of god back and forth and you know has seen miracle signs and wonders so he's somebody i can trust and i was listening to a broadcast that he did and basically we're in agreement there's there's three different scenarios that could be going on here and so i'm going to lay those out right now the three scenarios are that number one this could be a globalist uh, agenda where the the deep state are are attempting a takeover and because their one world government strategy and their globalist strategy has been failing uh, due to the Brexit and Donald Trump and uh, you know uh, many populist movements that are happening in the UK and other places uh, around the world, so they're they're kind of going to a different plan now, and that plan is to use a bioweapon, is to use uh, this, and, and people are saying, "Whoa, you just lost me there." Yeah, let me tell you, there's a lot of uh, things that I wish I could get into today about the um, where this uh, whole coronavirus started, but I will tell you that uh, if you do your research, and again, don't just go after any internet conspiracy, but really go down the rabbit rabbit trail or rabbit hole, you know, and, and look at the fact that this um, this virus has been around and it's been in level five facilities in different places around the world and uh, it appears that it was leaked uh, either purposely or if it was maybe a mistake it could have been a mistake uh, but the timing is suspicious and um, a lot of repercussions we've got to remember there was protests in hong kong uh, the u.s was winning was winning the trade war with china um, you know, there was a lot of things, really high stakes games that were happening. President Trump had just got acquitted in the impeachment trial. Um, all the, the timing is so, so weird, so, so strange. And then you can go down to where uh, the Gates Foundation had just in October had a coronavirus, um, um, you know, drill <laughs> that was very similar to what's happening right now, just in October. Um, you can hear about the people that were arrested, um, you know, bringing uh, bioweapons to China. Um, you know, there's a lot of information out there. So, Listen, it's a bioweapon, okay? And the thing is, is that we don't know uh, who who leaked it or if it was something that was a mistake, but we do know there's a level five facility uh, in China, in the Wuhan province, and so it wouldn't be um, a surprise to me if that was uh, something that was done intentionally. And I'm not gonna sit here and claim that I know it's the deep state or that I know it's China, but there definitely could be a nefarious agenda and that agenda could be uh, you know, circled back to trying to take down the economy here in the United States and trying to take down President Trump because we know that the economy has been uh, one of his greatest strengths in, in his deregulation uh, and the things that he's been able to do as the President of the United States and renegotiating trade deals and certain things. And so he's positioned us and the economy was just uh, on fire. And then all of a sudden, this uh, latest event, and now we're seeing the economy down quite a bit uh, in the last month. In fact, substantially some of the biggest drops in history for the Dow. So yes, that's the theory number one, is that it could be a deep state um, event, and it could be geared towards taking down President Trump. The other one is, is that we are in the end of days. 
and uh, we've maybe a seal's been opened you know i mean maybe it's uh you know we've gone into a, another level here in getting closer to uh the end of days and uh, that's that's very possible um, I wouldn't say that that's not happening. I think that regardless, we have to really think about that from a spiritual standpoint and pray about that and see, you know, Lord, is that actually what's happening here? Because that makes a lot of sense if that is happening. And of course, the Bible says these things will happen. In fact, I did a, an article on Remnant News, uh, rmntnews.com, www.rmntnews.com, uh, where you can see all the places in the Bible where it talks about pestilence and it talks about these types of things. So not surprising. So that's number two. It could be the end of days. We could just be seeing a rapid acceleration of things that are happening and um, no surprise there. And many people are believing that is what's happening. The third thing, there is another theory and I want to run this by you because I think it's very important for you to know this. If you're a truth seeker, there is this movement and uh, I will tell you, I've been investigating this movement left and right. I've been investigating this movement uh, deeply. I've talked to so many people from the administration. I've talked to people that are in the know former members of the administration, people in the military. I've been asking them, is this true? Is there really this takedown of this globalist cabal, of these criminals, of these pedophiles, of the sex traffickers? You know, we've seen Weinstein, we've seen Epstein. Uh, we've seen all kinds of arrests of the cartel. And if you don't know, uh, the cartels are the foot soldiers of the deep state. Um, I don't even need to get into the whole Russian collusion narrative right now, but we know that the Russian collusion narrative is a joke. It's a, it's a farce. It's totally false. And yet for how many years did we have to listen to Russian collusion, Russian collusion, and all the accusation against the president? That was a deep state attack. It was an event. It was false. And we know through guys like Benny, who used to be uh, high level uh, people in the NSA, um, that there's no way that the Russians hacked the DNC. Uh, we know that that was an internal job and uh, pretty much all all hands are pointing to Seth Rich. But I was just at a, a meeting and I was talking to one of Andrew Breitbart's best friends. I mean, you imagine being in that situation and we were having this conversation. He got really quiet when I started talking about Seth Rich. And people don't like to talk about that because that's really a dangerous thing to talk about. And you got to be careful when you talk about some of these things because you're really exposing some of the biggest... Um, situations that are that are in our world right now when you talk about uh, julian assange and when you talk about wikileaks and you talk about some of the things that happen so you gotta be careful when you're talking about those things and i'm just here um kind of passing on information that's already been put out there uh, but i'm not saying that i have a source on that because i don't uh, but it's just you know something that people are talking about so this is the third possibility the third theory which could be true that's happening right now is that even though the coronavirus situation is real and the coronavirus is real listen i'm not going to deny that it's real we know that the virus is real it is very real and it will kill people and we're not trying to negate that fact or try to diminish that fact or try to diminish the the um the the, the caution that we should have uh, because there definitely is a threat out there, especially to elderly people and people with compromised immune systems. So I'm not here to diminish that today. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to lay out the possibilities and then you can determine through prayer and through your own resource, uh, resources and, and, and research if, if you believe theory one, theory two, theory three, or you have your own theory because there's probably other theories out there. But the last theory, the one that I'm talking about right now, is saying that this is an event and that this is going to be used to to literally change the United States and the world. That the global cabal is going to be taken down. That these networks are currently under, you know, being taken down right now as we speak in the next few days. 
that we may see some changes with the monetary system, that this is it. This is go time, that people have been put on alert. Uh, the United States and, and, and all around the world, people are being you know confined to their homes for a reason because uh, it would be dangerous for them to be out right now. And they use this situation to take down this cabal. And uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see some really amazing things happen. So whether it's theory one, theory two, or theory three, uh, I'll lay them out again just so you know. Uh, theory one, uh, I was talking about the fact that it's the globalists trying to take over the world and uh, try to initiate a major false flag event or something that's uh, very dangerous to try to take over and to, to bring down Donald Trump and to bring down the economy in the United States. And so that's theory one. Theory two is that, listen, we're just, the hour got later. It's the end of days. You know, we maybe a seal's been opened. All of a sudden, we're seeing pestilence in the world. And uh, now we've entered into a new stage, and, and that may be where we are right now. And so the remnant church needs to rise up. Number three, it could be that uh, this whole other theory where um, this is actually another event where um, even though it might be something nefarious that was intended for evil, that the patriots and the white hats are in there and they are right now going to be making mass arrests of these sealed indictments and that uh, there's going to be a change to the monetary system eventually here where it could be backed by gold again. And uh, we can see some really significant changes here in the United States and the world in the next few weeks and months ahead. So your choice, uh, study out there, see what you think is going on. But here's where I'm going to bring this all together now as we get ready to close the podcast, because I, I laid out a lot of information here today, and we'll talk about this more in coming days. But here's, here's the deal. This is that uh, thank you for listening, number one. And number two, this is what I've been telling people. Uh, I love the Lord so much, and I believe uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can make a difference in our world, and I believe this is our time to shine. I believe this is our greatest hour as the church. I believe that we can stand for righteousness and show people that we have a peace that passes understanding, and the Bible says that if we lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. So we don't have to fear because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. That's the truth. And so we don't need to be fearful. We don't need to worry about gathering. You know, if your church is closed, Closing down, you know, or if they're not available, let's let's meet in our homes and let's have fire. Let's have revival in our homes right now, where we lay hands on the sick and where we, you know, we let people know about the hope of glory, which is Jesus Christ, the only real hope, the only real band aid, the only real, um, you know, fixer of any kind of situation that you might be going through that can really fix it forever, not just a temporary fix like alcohol or drugs, where you might feel good for the night, but then you feel awful in the morning and you don't fix the problem. Jesus Christ is the ultimate void filler. And this is our greatest hour. This is our time to shine. And so I'm excited because even though the world seems to be going crazy around us, I know that we have the answer. And that answer is found in Jesus Christ. And so listen, be encouraged and be strengthened in your faith today, knowing that he will never leave you nor forsake you, knowing that he will never give you more than you can handle, knowing that he is with you. He's the wind beneath your wings. And he says in the word of God that I will never leave you even until the end of the age. I am with you even until the end of the age. So we talked about the possibility that the hour is getting later and the remnant church is rising up and there's something that's changing. The Lord is going to use this. I believe all these situations. Listen, what I just saw in Nashville with that tornado is as I saw a mini revival. I saw the churches coming together. I saw people on their faces uh, praising the Lord Jesus and thanking him for sparing their life. And I saw people coming together in unity and one accord. And I think to myself, if God could use that tragedy and that horrible situation for his glory, 
What's he going to do with this coronavirus situation? I believe he wants to use it for his glory. What do you think? What do you think? Do you agree with me? Hey, listen, if you like the show today, make sure you share it. Let people know about the Remnant Godcast. And we are out here and we have the ability through this technology to be able to stream the truth and set the captive free because that's ultimately our goal is to set the captive free. So thank you so much for listening to today's Godcast. And we will be back soon with more Remnant News.